Welcome to Divorce Diary Show podcast. My name is Michelle Trena, and this is Divorce Diaries. So it's been a week. It's been a great week. It's been a, a roller coaster emotional week. It's been a crying in my bed week. Now, um, well, I just want to say I'm super happy right now because my daughter placed first in her gymnastics meet in balance meet. So, so she placed first in the balance beam, second in overall routine, and she also got a couple of ribbons for other uh, for her. She got second place for bars and then uh, third for her floor routine. But first place medal for beam in her level and her age group. I'm I'm, I'm ecstatic. This is somebody uh, who has come such a long way in the last couple of years, being diagnosed with ADHD um, and other, you know, processing labels that they put on these evaluations. And then also having, when she was doing much better last year, wanting to switch over to compete in gymnastics and having a struggle with finding the right team. And I was told by a coach from a place that we first brought her that she may not be able to compete because of her ADHD. And the coach was like, the, 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 the gym that I was originally at is amazing. Tumble zone, shout out to you. Um, they are a rec gym though. So they don't have a competition league. So they, they gave me a couple of recommendations and the place that they gave me ended up closing down in a month. And that same place really didn't feel like they, uh, were guiding her in the right way. Um, then I found her current, her current gym, which, which also, um, which by the way is great, but they also had some concerns in the beginning too, because she needs to follow the guidelines of teams. Like the, and, 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 and it's not that she was doing it on purpose. It's just, she doesn't, she didn't know. So she stuck with it. She, um, and she's here winning first fucking place on beam which was her hardest so consistency my friends consistency um financially i had a low point this week and i was um had to had to figure out a few things to in order to make ends meet in the next couple months because i'm pouring a lot of money into my business um and it's not exactly coming out right away you know um I have been auditioning like crazy or no, I should say I've been submitting like crazy. Um, and I don't feel like I'm getting the return that I want to see. So I do get a lot of kids stuff like kids gigs that pay, but like, I don't have market myself enough to get more like that. So I have to go back to the drawing board. Um, I, the, the, the new guy issue, I keep calling him the new guy. He's not new. He's nothing now. He's not in my life. Um, and I'm, I've been very upset about it too, which I've talked about a couple times on the, on the podcast this week, because I had, I recorded, I was scheduled to record a bunch of episodes last week anyway. And then it just so happened that something happened where I was really emotional and I was like projecting, spewing about it on the podcast. And ironically, uh, you know, my friend Noam was on Divorce Rabbi. I did an episode with Gina, who uh, those are, that episode's not released yet. Stone and Stone the comics, um, and uh, those are going to be released the next two weeks, which I'm really excited about. Uh, this guy and I again weren't dating. We're f friends. Day talking. I don't know. Not really friends either, because we both were interested. I mean, I was interested, but he couldn't get past the religion. I talked about this, the whole thing. Um, I ended up having to block him on Facebook last week and, oh, he blocked me too. I did notice that. 
Um, and my friend was like, well, you blocked him first. I'm like, so? He's supposed to wait by his phone until I unblock him and then, like, apologize for not being with me. And she's like, you are the one that plays games, Michelle. I, what? Tag, you're it. I blocked you first. Uh, yep, I understand. That sounds so irrational. Um, no, I, I in, in all real seriousness, I am happy about my daughter's successes i actually feel good about getting over this guy and moving forward just on my career stuff because he couldn't give me what i needed um i couldn't handle being even acquaintances with him because seeing a picture on facebook Should I say what I know about the picture? I don't know anything about the picture. I have just literally had bad feelings about that picture since I fucking saw it. I wish I had answers to it, but I don't think the answers would make me feel better. Um, I mean, it's a picture of him with two women. I mean, in the, in the, in the woman that posted it, uh, I had looked on like, cause it was, he didn't post it. She tagged him in it. I I'm starting to conjure up stories in my brain that that's somebody that he just met and now he's talking to her and he's forgotten all about me. So that's what's happening inside my head. Um, and I'm, you know, in, in the second, I have a second to allow my, the second I allow myself to go down that rabbit hole, it is not pretty. Um, and I keep telling myself to not go down that rabbit hole because it doesn't matter because it, he's not the right one. And I, I'm trying to swallow that, but you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, Bowie, he said we had a nice connection. He said he couldn't stop thinking about me. He said he cared about me. Why would he be able to like, why would he be able to stop immediately thinking and having feelings for me and be turned on by somebody else. Hmm. I don't know. These are the stories that are coming up in my head. Also, I had a weird dream. I had a, not a dream last night. He, he popped up in my dream in some, some fancy attire. And that girl from the picture, there was two girls in the picture. The one of the girls that was like next to him popped up in the picture. And I had this bad feeling when I woke up, I'm like, oh, they're talking. And I really hope my gut's not right, but there's always something with my gut and, and the this eerie intuitive feeling. I mean, I hope it's gas, but it's not, probably not. And then of course in my brain, I'm like, is he listening to this? Is he listening to this? Is he listening to this? I don't know if he's listening to this because I blocked him on Facebook. I didn't, I did not block him on my phone and I hope he doesn't block me on his phone, but he probably thinks I'm crazy. I'm not, (laughs) I'm just an expressive creative person trying to figure out why I have not been with somebody in years. I mean, I've been sexually with somebody, uh, but not in a relationship um and it's actually starting to really wear on me like really wear on me like really really wear on me um i'm trying not to let it because i'm sure i'm not alone um but like the last like relationship i had was with a married man that went on for a year and a half and i couldn't call it my boyfriend because he's married but it was a relationship like we saw each other um, for on and off like we you know, we did things incognito, but we did, you know, um, but that wasn't even a real relationship, but that's what I have to say is my last relationship. And it's pathetic. I did date a few guys. I mean, like I dated this Greek guy on and off, but like, we just went on dates. Um, the pandemic obviously was a a time period where many of us didn't date, but some people were dating in the pandemic, like physically seeing other people. And I, I was like, no, what's the point of that? I mean, I met the producer during the pandemic, the later part of the pandemic, 
All right, I had to just go heat up my co- my hot cocoa because it's an evening when I'm recording this. Usually I record in the morning, but we had the gymnastics competition. So basically I'm allowing myself here and there to go down the rabbit hole of still thinking about this guy, which is probably not gonna go away for a while because I don't let things go. Um, and I'm just gonna keep hoping that he reaches out to me and, and says, hey, how are you? Because he probably thinks I'm crazy. Um, I mean, I don't know if he thinks I'm crazy. I honestly don't know. And I, I think the whole thing is really going to eat at me, but I cannot go backwards. And I said to myself, what if I just texted him and be like, do you like hate me now? What, but what is the point of that? Because he's just going to be like, you're nuts. You, I heard your pot either. He had to have heard the podcast because he clearly did something with that picture. I know I'm a fucking nut job. I'm going to I'm going to be real with you. I know I, I, <laughs> nothing. I don't know. I'm not a nut job. I don't know. I unblocked him. And then I saw that he blocked me. It was like the worst feeling, but at the same time, he probably was like, well, what the hell you blocked me because I like you and you can't be with me. You fucking asshole. Sorry. Why am I apologizing to myself right now on air when there's five listeners? (sighs) Probably none of them is him. None of them, none of them are him because he's like, I'm never listening to that bitch again. I don't know. I was texting with my ex, the cop about like, this was the, you always want to hear the texting. This is him. This is me. I'm just going to share it right now. This is how pathetic I am. I was like, fuck it. I need to have sex. Okay. Well, we were supposed to get together Tuesday and I was like, no, forget it. And then we didn't. And then I said, he, he's like, what's a snuggle friend with benefits. I said, dinner, snacks, snacks, dinner, sex, and snuggle. And I will not freak out if you don't text me back right away. I'm tired, I'm horny, and I need hugs. I'm sick of men too, and ironically, you've been the probably the best relationship I've had since divorce. Don't laugh. And I keep going. And with that said, we've known each other long enough, but that's up to you. I understand you're busy, I'm busy, and yeah, I don't know if you're dating somebody, and I don't wanna like, yep, I'm still writing this, guys. I'm still literally texting, and he's not said anything. And I don't wanna like get in the way of that or whatever, but if you're up for it before Christmas, let me know. We'll set a date in, that we won't keep forgetting. And I was voice messaging this in the car, because I was going to the Yonkers Film Festival yesterday, which by the way, our divorce diaries was in, it went really well. And then he didn't reply back at five o'clock. That was in the morning, I think. Oh, no, that was in the morning, I think. It was That was in the morning. I was heading to teach dance. And then five o'clock at night, he goes, sorry, it's been a busy morning. And I wrote, not to be a smart ass, but you do realize it's 530 at night, right? And then he wrote back, yes, I was at work. And then I wrote, so to answer the snuggle friend with benefits short version, he wrote, yes, I can. So. I said, it's also harder for me to finish in a rush. Slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. And then he wrote this morning, laugh out loud. And then I wrote, I love that almost 13 hours later, that's your response. So that's healthy, right, guys? As opposed to talking to a guy who, that's what I liked about this other guy was that he actually talked to me. Um, Not that other ones didn't, but the case in point, the cop is like an easy lay with an emotional connection, but like he won't communicate. And he still was the most healthy relationship I've had because like I could go out in public with him. And he did identify us as dating. He wouldn't call me his girlfriend, but we were dating. Wow. I sound like a gem. Um, 
And then this guy who was at my show in Chicago, my stylist, the girl, the woman who, Julie, who's fabulous, who styled me, um, I gave him my number, which I was like, don't do that. I was like, why am I doing this? And then like, he asked me for my number and I was like, well, eh, okay. Cause, um, my stylist was like, he's really sweet and he seems really sweet, but I don't actually want to be talking to anybody. I want to be alone again. Um, I really liked talking to the new guy and then that was a disappointment and now it feels like it set me back a little bit and trying not to let it set me back. I feel like these setbacks take months for me to get over and then I don't meet anybody in that time frame. I don't open myself up to anybody and I'm further put back. I and it, and it makes me very sad because I crave emotional intimacy and I want to put myself out there with people who I genuinely am attracted to. And my friend was saying, yeah, but you don't put yourself out there. I'm like, exactly, I don't for this reason. It's exhausting and depressing. And like, it's hard to find someone that you actually are physically attracted to. I have not had that many men that I'm physically attracted to. And, or I should say, let me not say that. I have not had many men that I, when I meet them, I'm like emotionally and physically there. With this guy, I think the second I saw him, I was like, huh. And it, it, what's not, it's nothing about the fact that he looks like Fabio. I don't know why I'm saying Fabio. He doesn't look like Brad Pitt or anything, but like, and I am by no means Jennifer Aniston, although I wish I were. Um, no, I, I'm glad I'm Michelle Trainer. Let me take that back. It's not the, it wasn't just the physical look. Yes, he's an attractive man, but it was like the, this initial like instant chemistry that I felt from him. And that's hard to find. And um, I don't want to put myself out there because I have too many other things to do to not waste fucking time. And um, I think that like when you give yourself out to a number, when you give your number out to somebody, they expect you to talk to them. I don't want to talk to anybody unless it's business related. And that's not a slight on them. It's just where I'm at. And I, I, I really don't. And I heard my friend was, I'm so happy for her. She's in love, but she's, uh, you know, going through stuff and like i'm happy for her but then i also think to myself you've been divorced seven years and you have not found one person that can call you like you have not dated one person that you legitimately connect with that can call you his girlfriend and i'm 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 hurting from it right now like it's really hurting me it's it's or i should say it's wearing on me i don't have to be this dramatic and make a big deal about it because there's other things in life to be grateful for but I really want emotional intimacy and I don't want to wait another five years until my career is quote unquote settled. And I don't think it's ever going to be settled. You know what I mean? That's the other thing. I don't think it'll ever be settled. It's just, why can't I find somebody even remotely um, connection where it's like not going to draw so much attention away from my career, but in, in, in fact, it'll impact it in a positive way that I'm actually dating. Like, why? And then I'm like, well, maybe it's because this is what your job is, to poke fun at the fucking men you can't be with. All I know is I'm I, I'm still probably going to struggle with this for a while, and I'm str going to struggle with accepting that I probably won't ever talk to him again. I think that was going through my head this week, is initially when that happens, this happens with somebody that I care about or like, and it ends like and again this was like nothing to really even end because we didn't even really start anything which is weird because it's like we didn't start anything we didn't end anything but we ended it and i had to block him on facebook 
because I got upset about a picture. It, it was more about the, it wasn't just about the picture though. It, it wasn't, I, I was starting to really spiral out. Oh, it was, I was starting to spiral out of, out of my head and sanity. And I was like, this is getting so ridiculous. Um, and I didn't want to have a negative effect on him because he, because I think I, I thought that was the other thing in the beginning, he was saying there was a woman prior to me, there was a woman he had taught, he was talking to, I guess, even more, more recently that had ended it with him, that he felt like he wanted to end it with her. But then I, I don't know, there was like a mutual wanting to end it, but that something about the fact that she was causing him stress or headaches or something, I can't remember the whole thing, but I remember thinking, cause he had said something along the lines of like, I made him feel better. I don't remember the verbatim conversation, but I remember him saying something like that. And I felt really good about that. Now I'm thinking, what if like now I'm that person that's made him feel horrible or shitty or aggravated or like, oh, she's crazy. Now I have to think about this bitch. Well, he's not thinking about me. He's with other women outside in bars in New York City who uh, practice Judaism and eat kosher that are clearly leagues upon leagues higher in religion and soul connection. No, I use the wrong phrase, not higher in religion, but they are they are in sync with his religious beliefs and can match his level um, you know, in his spiritual world. Cause I can't, cause I'll fight a fucking motherfucker. No, I don't know. I didn't, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, no, but like they, in my brain, these women are Jewish. They're, they're whatever practicing exactly what he's practicing. And so therefore they are quote unquote, not his words, my words better than me for him because they can give him this religious, um, uh, they can fill his religious need for a partner. And I feel like frustrated with that. Like I didn't get a fucking chance. And my friends who the stone and stone, the comedians who are, we're going to, you're going to, this episode is going to be so good with them. Cause we talk about comedy. We talk about their parents. We talk about my love life. They told me they're like in the Orthodox community. Cause they're both Jewish. They said it's embedded in their brain from childhood. They cannot be with somebody that is not Jewish and, you know, really practicing. And if they do, they have to leave or that person has to convert. That's what they said. Now, I don't want to see, I want to start quoting them because I really want you guys to hear it from them. But um, it's making me, it made me really sad. I mean, I, even hearing him speak made me sad about the whole thing. But um, I am even more sad about this right now. And I don't want to make this a whole big sad episode, but like, I guess I just, this is what it is. Um, because there was a lot of pumpy, a, a lot of pomp and circumstance today with my daughter winning my ex-husband and his girlfriend and I, we all were like a family together celebrating her and celebrating. We all went out to dinner. We all went out to dinner and my, or lunch and my ex-husband's girlfriend bought lunch for us. It was awesome. It was really a really good day. Um, and I didn't have the energy to even think about this guy because number one, we didn't sleep together. We didn't date. So it wasn't that long of a period of time for me to really continually think about it. Cause when I do sleep with somebody that kind of abandons me, um, there's a whole other component that I start to feel almost depressed about and sad and, and I not wanting to be able, not being able to function as, as effectively as I normally am. And thankfully I didn't, I am proud of myself for that. But the fact is, um, I am still 
bothered by the fact now I blocked him. Did I do the wrong thing? This whole religion. And aside from the religion thing, I just keep telling myself, why didn't you just shut your fucking mouth and not bring up dating to him? And you guys could have just stayed friends on Facebook. But deep down, I knew and felt there was more there. It was. It was like a cute little chemistry happening. Like, let's still me you know and then again when we met there was chemistry and i was like and i was upset when i first met him in person uh, the second time i met him in person because i was like oh because you know when you forget what people look like in person you're not really sure if you're gonna vibe as much and when i did see him again in person i was like oh i am attracted to him and i was bummed because it's like great because if this goes south of the religion i'm gonna be hurt and sure enough so yeah, tomorrow is the the death anniversary of my dad's passing, um, and I was he had offered to do something nice for me for with me to honor my dad's life, which no one's ever done before. Um, I mean, a man's never done that before, so I thought that was interesting. Um, when my dad died, um, I had just ended it with the married guy uh, a couple months prior uh, for like the final time because his wife found out, and. Um, I had left it sort of on an okay note with his wife. Like we were like, okay, let's just let go of the past, blah, blah, blah. And then my dad died. And this guy that I was, the married guy, the coach, we call him, he didn't offer me condolences. He didn't call me and he knew about it because it was broadcasted to my job where he worked with me. Um, you know, people send out the, the emails that this person has passed, right? That's what they did. Um, and I heard nothing from him and I was shocked. I actually believed that he was going to come to the wake. I can't believe that I thought that, um, I, that was probably one of the lowest feelings I've ever felt in my life. That somebody you thought cared about you, regardless of the affair or not, that somebody you thought loved you was in love with you at some point could think so little about you that when you lose your father, they can't even write on a piece of paper, I'm sorry for your loss, or text you or see you at work and say, listen, everything that's happened, I wanna let you know I'm sorry for your loss. Nothing, right? Like the fact that he didn't just shows how little he thought of me and, and really thought of me as a human. And I felt so low. And it took me a long time to get over that, a really long time. Um, I have to say, thankfully, I, I went to Chippendales a couple months later to do this gig and I met somebody there that I ended up having a little uh, fling with that I stayed friends with for years. I'm still friends with him. Um, that really helped me through that. I, I feel like that that was given to me to connect and help me get out of that funk because it was really depressing to have somebody you loved not even acknowledge you when your dad died. Uh, I know I was in the wrong. I had an affair with him. He was married, uh, but we were friends first, I guess. And then, you know, you could have at least acknowledged it. It was horrible. And then, uh, you know, this guy wanted to do something nice to honor my dad with me. And I, I thought, I, I still wish I was doing it with him. I just know that it would have probably made things worse for me. I either would have like, because like, let's be real. It was a week ago that he offered it. And I thought to myself, a week is gonna go by. 
And I know that the situation is already shaky and I'm walking a little bit on a tightrope. Like, again, like that picture, like you, you like, I, I post on social media all the time. I have pictures with men, women, everybody. I get it. You know, sometimes for your business, you got to do that. Sometimes you just post to friends. He doesn't owe me an explanation for it, but I knew right there and then when I saw it, that if I let a whole week go by, keeping, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to keep my mouth shut. I know that I probably would have gotten maybe in a fight with him about it. And there was no reason to get in a fight about it. I just was upset and like hurt and like, see, this is why I can't be your friend. Um, and then it's like, well, how could you even like, I just, it's irrational, but I, I knew I was like, I got to cut this out. And I really wish I could have seen him. I really wish I could have seen him last weekend. Like I had originally offered so that we could just talk. Part of me was being selfish and wanting to hug and kiss somebody that I connected with. Cause I need that feeling. Everybody needs that feeling, but it clearly wasn't urgent for him cause he had other plans. <laughs> so he was hugging and kissing with somebody else or he was hugging and kissing himself. I don't know. But the, the reason why I really wanted to was cause I wanted that, that connection again, that we had in person, it was nice, you know, and you know, why would I, why would I honor my dad's day with somebody who thinks so little of me to can't like not be able to get past this, this whole issue. And it's not even like he had to get past it, but just to get to know me further. I personally think the conversation about the religion made it, made it 10 times worse. I think talking about it and discussing this whole thing just made me more and more angry because it, tapped on my issues that I have with not being good enough. Not, and it's not, that wasn't his intention, but it, it was poking at the bear. Um, so what am I trying to say? I guess I'm going in circles. Um, what am I trying to say? A, I hope that he's listening to this. Um, B, why? Because I'm feeling very sad about the whole thing. Um, and there's nothing I can really do, but I just hope and I hope that we, we can talk again in the future and, or not, I guess, I don't know. I don't know if it's healthy to talk to somebody that kind of made me feel this way. Um, I may have made him feel a certain way and I don't know. Um, I mean, fuck it. It's my pot. It's this divorce story show podcast. This is what I really hope. I really hope that I hear from him again. And he says, he said, said like says that he's an idiot for allowing this to get in the way that I, and then I can apologize for reacting, but I doubt that will happen. Um, I would have really liked to see him tomorrow if it were, I would have liked to spend the day celebrating my father with somebody who wants to call me their, you know, girlfriend or spend time with me and be with me in a real way. I would have loved that. But he, the, the problem, the problem with that was that he doesn't want to be with me in a real way. And I think that's what was insulting me was like, you want to, you want to, you want to offer this nice gesture because you're guilty or you, you're confused or you, and then my friend, well, you care about me. And my friend's like, he does care about you. And I, I said to her, I'm like, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. I, I don't, I don't know how, I don't, I don't know how to believe that he cares for me. If someone can't make is if someone's that indecisive about seeing, seeing me, this is what she said. She goes, um, she said, you are, so, oh, I wrote to her. I said, oh, I said, I, this is what I wrote to my friend Maggie. I said, 
Uh, I said he blocked, I said, so he blocked me on Facebook. I don't know the reason behind how you can block someone once they've already blocked you, but whatever. And then she wrote, yeah, it doesn't matter that he did that. And I wrote, I know it doesn't, I know, but it doesn't feel great. I didn't really want to do any blocking at any point of this, but it hurts in general. And then she wrote, yeah, I get that it hurts, but you started with it. And if you unfriend someone, it's different from blocking. So that's why he can still block you after you block him. I, I don't understand that. I just didn't want to, I, and I wrote, right. Yeah. I just didn't want to see any more pictures like that. It hurt. And she goes, and he doesn't want to see pictures of you because it hurts. Not hurt. It doesn't hurt enough. If he doesn't want to see me. All right. I'll see how I try to. And then I wrote, I thought that again, I went on about that. I said, I said, I did start it, so I just keep thinking now in the back of my head, he really never gave a fuck about me and has moved on because he thinks I'm crazy and has a new girlfriend. And then she wrote, you are so far in a spin, he doesn't have a girlfriend and he cared, cares. Or that he suddenly likes a new person within a day, that girl that was in the picture. And then she wrote, you blocked him because you were hurt and didn't like the feeling. He probably did the same. I don't know. She's like, you're in control and you're moving on now. This pain is temporary. I wish I could believe that. <laughs> but that's what I'm, but that's what I'm working on is like believing that the pain, I mean, I know the pain is temporary, but I don't know. I, I guess, I guess there's no way around it. Cause no matter what, even if I stopped it right away, I mean, I tried <laughs> anyway. It's my dad's death anniversary tomorrow and it's, it's emotional. I was crying a lot today because my daughter, I was the, the, the journey and progress that my daughter has made in the last couple of years, first place, first fucking place in beam level seven yoga. Okay. Proud of her, proud of this girl. And she was so happy. You should have seen how, and not only that, even if she didn't place today, her focus and attitude from the wake up to the end of the meet was on point. And that is what's all worth it, you know? And I was on and off crying, thinking about her as a baby, thinking about the struggles during the pandemic, just thinking about evaluations and doctors throughout the years. And, and I'm sure that all these things will continue happening in the roller coasters. And just when you're, when your child has a win like that, it makes all of the pain and the losses, like the wind feels even like a thousand times opposite of what those losses felt. You know what I'm saying? Like the pain you felt when your child was in pain, when they win, you feel like times 200 then better, right? Um, so for tomorrow, I don't know what I'm going to do to honor my dad. I, I might just play some Dean Martin. My mom, there's a mass that's going to be said for him at nine o'clock. So I'm going to listen to that. Um, I haven't gone to church in a long time and maybe it's start, it's, it's time to start going again. Oh, it's St. Elizabeth's going to be streaming, uh, St. Elizabeth's and white cough. It'll be streaming at St. Elizabeth's.org. If you want to listen to the, to the mass, it'll be dedicated to my father, um, Frank Trana. We were in the Yonkers film festival this weekend. Um, and it was great to watch it on a nice, a nice screening. It was a nice screening too. Um, and we we are semifinalists in the Chicago Film Awards. Um, 
and New Year's Eve. We're we're selling. Our tickets are doing well. I don't know about Jersey, January 14th. I'm a little concerned because people don't want to buy tickets for January because they're concerned about Christmas gifts. So I'm concerned about these shows that are coming up. I'm not New Year's Eve I'm excited about, but like I don't want to fail again like I did with Long Island. And um, you know, for all the successes, you think of the one failure, right? And I don't want that to happen either. So I'm trying to just go with it. Um, I, I'm, I'm about, I'm trying to wrap this up and, and find something poignant to say about where I'm at right now with finding love, um, finding love with a, a man. Um, because when I was talking to my girlfriend today and she, she's in love with somebody, I, I, I told her, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm jealous in a good way, but I'm also like, so lost. Like, why can't I even find that for, I haven't found it at all ever. Um, and I, I just hold, I just think this whole new guy thing struck up so many things that have happened over and over again to me in the past. And every little thing now is just like a trigger. Um, and I, I, I wish I was wrong. I, I wish I could talk to him and, and clear the air. I wish I could feel better and not distracted. I wish I could take it all back. That's like all going through my head. I just wish I could wipe everything clean and clear from the slate, start over. Hey, my name is, thanks for coming to my show. Let's stay friends on Facebook. And that's it because I didn't want this with somebody new. I really didn't. I really just wanted to, I, don't know what I wanted. I didn't want it to end like this, but I know that I recognized how much I was hurting at that point and how scared I was to get hurt further by just even seeing pictures and like knowing things and then feeling like you see, this is why you're not good enough. Like I, and then people tell me all the time, they're like, you shouldn't put it on you. It's, it's his issue. And I've said this before. I don't know how to translate that into my brain and my body. I don't know how, because when you have somebody telling you you're special, you're amazing, you're this, but this is in the way, how are you not supposed to feel shitty inside? That that's where everyone, like, I'm trying to get people to understand where I come from in that lens, right? Not everybody. Some people say, yeah, I get how that makes you feel other than you have to walk away from it. But you know, it still sits with you. It's, it's, and it's also like people in the past have done that. And it's like, I'm not a fucking breadcrumb. Like I'm not a scrap of meat. I'm a pretty amazing package and I have confidence, but what I don't have confidence in is the amount of decent, good men out there that I have chemistry with. And it, it, cause there are decent, good men out there. It's a, a matter of like who you connect and have chemistry with. And people have said, well, you don't give guys a chance. I do give them a chance. I can feel it in my bones when there's going to be a spark and I'm not wasting time hanging out with somebody if there's no spark. So. I'm going to read something um, that I think would mean a lot to me today in this episode. All right, so it's not really so much a quote, but something I wrote in my artist notes this week. Um, I hope he feels that I'm hurting and reaches out, only to not have another burned bridge, while at the same time, why do I care? 
I don't want a person in my life that's this indecisive about me or that was indecisive about me while at the same time getting me gifts and making me feel special and then also really probably not being able to be with who I am, which is a comedian, which is somebody who talks about our life. I hate dating and that's why I'm blocked on every single one of the men I date social media accounts. No, I actually, that's not, a, that's a joke. I wrote in my artist notes. Um, I'm not blocked on all of theirs. I'm blocked now, obviously just on his, but, uh, oh no, no, I'm blocked on his and the married guy. But obviously the married guy was for a reason. Um, dating in your forties is like ordering a milkshake that tastes just, just like regular milk. Just it's, it's cream. It's not thick. It's thin. It doesn't go through the straw. It's like the worst milkshake you'd ever have. Okay. Has anyone ever said, has anyone ever said, I'm ready to date and actually believed it? Knowing how to find every woman. Oh, okay. If you know how to find every woman in his life through his Instagram posts, you're not a stalker. You're just thorough. Oh, this was my other one. Facebook now has found a way to help me play games and dating. How can you block me when you blocked them come on man i did it first all right i did that one already um i can't even pretend to date someone now uh can you i 41 i can't even connect to the guy that would say yes i'll date you everybody tells me to expect someone to be talking to multiple people when you first start dating them yuck that's gross but that's dating it's like everyone has this cavalier attitude or suck it up this is what it is I don't like I'm not buying a car okay I want to get to know you and not fear that you're talking to another prospect that can put more down on the first date you know what I mean like it's like do you go to a restaurant and expect people to be putting their forks in your food because that's eating out no I don't want anyone putting their fork or their mouths on the person that I'm eating that night oh that doesn't sound right all right guys I was trying to do jokes at the end um I might do, I'll, I'm going to do my secret subscriber episodes. I don't know what the secret is, but they're subscriber episodes, $2 a month, or I'll just release an episode a day until I get over this depression. Um, no, it's not depression. It's just how I deal with things is by creating. Um, I hope I get past this this week because tomorrow is going to be an emotional day. I don't want to text him which I feel like I might, which no, I'm not going to. Oh my God, no, please. My father would be so disappointed in me if I did that. Um, I do hope he texts me because then that's like, oh, he cares about me. He thought about me. Oh my God, Michelle, you were such a wacko. Um, I'm pretty sure he hates me. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to pray on it. I think prayer would be great right now. I am thankful for you guys for listening. I am thankful to everybody out there who has supported the show, come to the show, voted for the show and film festivals, um, bought a ticket already for New Year's Eve. I am super grateful that my daughter is a champion today and every day. Never say a kid who can't, pro never say no or they can't to a kid who processes differently because they can and they will. I'm Michelle Trena, and I'm the creator of Divorce Diaries. Keep living your happily divorced after.